0: So here we are, we find ourselves the third Sunday of Lent, kind of coming toward the middle, and we get some provocative scriptures today that are meant to provoke us. So I want to begin with the gospel, the one we just heard, because it kind of brings the other readings together today. A question came up. Um, The the king was ruthless, and, and he killed a bunch of Galileans, and they were about to offer their sacrifices to God, so he mixed their blood in with the blood of the animals, the lambs that that were offered to God. And so the question got raised because the Jews had this belief. If you suffered greatly, you became blind, you broke your neck, it's probably because you sinned. They believed that all evil was rooted in sin. So Jesus says, You think they were worse than any other sinners? By no means. And then Jesus even added to it. He said, in fact, you know, remember when the tower fell on those people, it was an accident, and as 18 people died? Do you think they were bigger sinners than the sinners of Jerusalem? By no means. And having set them up with this, he goes to where he really wants to lead them. He wants fruitfulness coming out of their lives of faith. And uh, especially noted that the Pharisees and scribes, the elders of the people, the ones who should have recognized the kingdom in their midst, as Jesus was preaching it, they weren't getting it. They were missing it. I have to say, um, maybe the root of it was in their attitudes. I find in myself that before I sin anywhere, it's usually because I have a bad attitude. (laughs) A bad attitude sets me up. You know, when I start feeling jealousies or hurts or anger, uh, my attitude changes. And then from that attitude, actions follow. And maybe they're not public actions or visible ones, but but they're turning me inside out. And so Jesus goes after that, and he tells him. He says, I'm going to tell you a little story, a little parable. And parables always had multiple layers of meaning. You could apply them in lots of ways. So he tells a story or parable of a man who owns an orchard, and he notices that for three years this fig tree hasn't done anything, hasn't produced any fruit. He, he, he surmises it's just wasting space, taking up space. It's, it's taking nutrients out of the soil and giving nothing back. So he says, cut it down. Cut it down. And then the gardener comes along and says, well, uh, please, let me just cultivate it and fertilize it for this year, and, and maybe it'll bear fruit. And then if it doesn't, then cut it down. Well, the Pharisees and scribes knew exactly who he was talking about. He was talking about them because they had the kingdom preached but refused to open to it. And so uh, we could ask ourselves, how does this gospel apply to us? Are we the gardener? Are we the fig tree? Are we the owner of the orchard threatening to cut it all down? Are we the soil in which that fig tree is grown? And we have to understand that we're all of the above at different times. But who has cultivated us in our faith? Senior McNulty was one, spent 20 years of his life as pastor, cultivating in his way. He was, as we, Carol and I were talking before from last, he was kind of a gruff Irishman, but real soft inside. She called him a marshmallow, crusty on the outside, but soft and sweet on the inside. And he was. He, he was a really gentle man. Good man, and he lived another 10 years across the street and another 10, 15 years till 96 at Nazareth House, a retirement home for priests. And he was sharp as could be all the way to the end. But he gave his life. He was ordained in 1953 and spent his life for the church, spent his life for the church. He was the gardener, clearly. He was the voice of Christ. He was trying to lead people to the kingdom. And all of us are called to do the same. And it, it becomes important that we see ourselves in all the characters of this parable because um, we are called not only to receive the Word of God and to receive the kingdom of God and to be a soil that is so rich in nutrients that this fig tree, this fig tree, these fig trees just blossom and grow and produce much fruit. But we're also called to be the gardeners who help others along the way, not to discourage them, not ruin them with our bad attitudes, but rather to call them to fullness to themselves, to help them bear the fruit that Jesus wants them to bear. So with that as the, the biggest context that includes everything else that we heard today in the Word of God, we go back to that first reading. And Moses, curious because of this burning bush, he had heard that God dwelt on, on this mountain Horeb Horeb. And, and he was attracted to this bush that was on fire, but it wasn't being consumed. And suddenly, he realizes that he's having an experience of God. Now, personally, if I was ever somewhere to see a burning bush, that wouldn't maybe startle me. But if a voice came out of the heavens, I'd run the other way. That's what I'd do. But he stays curious and investigates. And God tells him, remove your sandals. You're on holy ground. And he covers his face. He he knew the Jewish saying, don't ever look God in the face. You can't can't handle it. He's too much. He's too big. You'll die. So he has this experience. And God says to him, I'm going to use you because I've heard the cry of my people. They're mired in slavery, and I'm going to free them. And it's through Moses that we hear the beginning of this story that Moses is going to lead them through the Red Sea and through the dark cloud and into the desert and lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey. But the second reading shows the lack of fruitfulness. And in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, hearkening back to the story of Moses, he says, but you turned away. You turned your ear away from God. And whenever we do that, whenever we fail to recognize God in our midst, in ourselves, loving us and pouring His mercy and grace all over us. When we lose that, we lose ourselves. And this is a testimony of the Scriptures. So today, this third week of Lent, we begin, coming to the middle of Lent. And one could ask the question, what have we done? And I'm talking deeper than just doing penances. You know, those are nice in themselves, but, but that's not where we're supposed to stop. A penance to me, is like coming to a party. You come to the door and you knock. You want to get in, but you're not in. So you finally get through the door. You take one step. Are you going to stand there for the rest of the night? No. You want to go in and dance and eat and drink and party. You want to be a part of the party. Coming to the kingdom of God is letting it in in all its fullness, calling us forming and shaping our lives in compassion and peace and hope and love, willing to serve one another, reconcile with one another. The kingdom of God is vibrant. The kingdom of God is God-present in our midst. It's a burning bush that's never consumed but radiating out to us life and an invitation to life. So today, today we're invited Today we're asked, no matter what we've done up to this point, it doesn't matter. What matters is at some point, we we come into the party and get right into the center of the action because it's going to culminate. It's going to culminate right there on that cross. And on Good Friday, it's going to take us to that spot, to that moment. That's the burning bush for us. And are we going to experience God? And are we going to walk away feeling guilty and bad about our sin or experiencing mercy? which is so much bigger than our sin. And that's going to culminate in an entombment of that man put into the ground, and then he's going to be raised up. If we're going to be ready for these things, we got to do some preparing. So as we enter this third week of Lent, let us hear this provocative word of God. Let God be that gardener who is going to cultivate this earth. Get it ready fertilize it, open it up so that it can bear fruitfulness in the fig tree of life that each of us is.